If you're a parent, teacher, or school leader, and you're sick and tired of the frustration, anger, and unfair treatment of children at high risk in our public schools, then perhaps it's time for all of us to do something about it. In this podcast, Dr. Amitra Berry brings you tips, tools, strategies, and tactics to build successful solutions while touching, moving, and inspiring all of us to transform our schools so that every child thrives. Here's your host, Dr. Berry. Black-on-black crime is jargon. Violence on language, which vanishes the men who engineered the covenants, who fixed the loans, who planned the projects, who built the streets, and sold red ink by the barrel. Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote that in Between the World and Me. Hey there, Equity Warriors. Glad we could come together again today. So I was thinking, and these names came to mind. Columbine, Sandy Hook, Robb Elementary, Parkland High School, Virginia Tech, University of Virginia. These places all have something in common, more than one thing in common. Yes, they are schools. Yes, they are places where we send our children trusting that they will return home to us at the end of the day or end of a a quarter, a term, a semester. But there are also places where our children were not safe, where our children have been slaughtered. This week, University of Virginia, another school shooting. 68 mass shootings so far this year 2022, on American campuses, 68 mass shootings on the campuses where we send our children to learn. 15 of those 68 shootings have been on college campuses. Do the math. That's 53. 53 mass shootings on campuses where children between the ages of 4 and 18 should feel safe. In this country, in America, in its unique and exceptional state, has had nearly 600 mass shootings so far. So far. We haven't hit Thanksgiving yet. But there's another connection. And I go back to what Coates wrote, black-on-black crime is jargon, it's violence on language, and it vanishes the men who engineered the systems. Right-wing media is going to call this most recent thing black-on-black crime. Wait for it. You're going to hear it. And it smacks of hate, ignorance, and simply wanting to fuel racist ideas. Because the vast majority of school on campus shootings, school campus shootings, the majority are committed by young white men, not black men. And what we need to understand is that black on black violence, as it's called, or black on black crime, is really horizontal violence. 
and it is the effect of systemic racism that creates horizontal violence. It is a fixture of racism in this country. If you listen to my episode on the sunken place, you'll remember that um, being in that place where you hate people who look like you, being in that place where you are doing the work of white supremacy, of racism against your own people of color, that's the sunken place. And that is the impact, the lifelong impact of being in systems that are teaching you that the color of your skin matters. And if the color of your skin is anything other than white, it doesn't matter as much. Then there's more. This system of public education that we're in, in the times that we're in right now, Socio-emotional learning is being demonized. The very thing that would teach our children how to cope with stress, how to use their words, how to relate to other people, how to feel good about themselves, all of that is being demonized and called CRT, critical race theory, which it is not. I'm certain I said before, socio-emotional learning when you're in the workplace as an adult is a skill that they want you to have. So why is it, except for oppression, racism, and maintaining a status quo that has white cisgendered men at the top with concentrated power, That's the only reason I can think of that we would not want our children to be taught how to be healthy in a social and emotional place when they're in school. Instead, we have feelings of helplessness and worthlessness that are being supported because of the racial inequities that our children experience every day at school. Racial inequities gender inequities, cultural inequities. See, at school, this system that is supporting the school-to-prison pipeline, it is the system of our schools that is festering this disproportionality of suspensions and expulsions that teach our children, specifically our Black, Pacific Islander, and Indigenous children, who are more than two or three times more likely to be suspended out of school, expelled, or referred to law enforcement, or arrested at school compared to their white peers. Don't tell me it's not about the color of our skin. And we are not the ones making it about the color of our skin. We don't have that power. The miseducation of our children starts at a very, very young age, preschool, preschool, where little black boys are still being suspended by a teaching staff in preschool that is overwhelmingly white women, 
Keep in mind, 79% of K-12 educators are white women. That doesn't mean they're all bad. I've said this before. You all know me by now. That miseducation begins with the stories that are read to them that teach or show, exemplify a white Eurocentric perspective as right. It starts with our foundational reading skills, where very often we are not connecting a child's primary language or their sociocultural language, the phonemic maps that the children have developed from birth to the time that they enter school. We're not connecting that to the school English that we teach. So those foundational reading skills are not properly built. And we know how to do that, and we know we should do that, but we don't. And the reasons that we don't are more about the mindsets of the adults that are doing the teaching and the desires of the adults that are doing the teaching. And probably, more than likely, a certain implicit bias that says that black and brown children are not worthy of the time and energy to make those connections from their sociocultural or primary language to school English, the language of school. We're miseducating our children in foundational mathematics. Mathematics and higher math, calculus, algebra, originated on the African continent. But we don't teach our children that. We don't empower our children of color with that knowledge to know that it was their scholars that developed this higher math. And we don't teach foundational math in a manner that they would understand. We have a colonized curriculum that doesn't teach a true and accurate history of our world, our world, and particularly America from a perspective that is equitable, that honors the diversity of peoples that have contributed to science and technology and everything we have in this world today. We continue in our our school systems and miseducating our children by demeaning and denigrating their primary and sociocultural languages when they're spoken by children of color. But sociocultural languages when appropriated by white children, we ignore, we laugh off. And this is why I need your help, you guys. I, I've, you've got to help me get this message out. We are killing our kids in classrooms every single day by teaching them, by miseducating them. Every single day, teaching them directly, and teaching them vicariously that they are worthless, less than. This teaching occurs through our actions, our speech, our behavior, and the results of that teaching cannot be dismissed. So what do you do? You know, I always like to give you, what do I do? Not just, here's the problem. What do I do? What do you do as an equity warrior? Please, first and foremost, in this episode, we're talking about a couple of things. But in terms of of what brought me to this episode, um, 
the shooting at University of Virginia, understand what horizontal violence is and correct the record when you hear that term black on black crime or black on black violence. And here's a why. You never hear the term white on white violence, do you? You never hear it. Call out the crime that is school or system, school system, unmarginalized learners. That's a crime we should be calling out, the crime of failing to reach and teach every child through the framework of equity. And remember, we have four ways, four parts of equity, four metrics of equity that we should be looking at. The third thing you need to remember to do, what you do, name it. Call it out. When you see an equity as it exists in our schools, in our classrooms, in your organizational culture, in the content you use to teach in the curriculum, name it. Identify it. Because if you won't stand up and say, this is not right, then we can't begin to fix it. Confront it. Fix it. Get the professional development, the professional help you need to do the work to eliminate it from the space of school, from the materials that are used, from the cultures of schools and private organizations that support them. All these places where it festers and harms our children because too much damage is being done. I can't do this by myself. I need your help. I need you guys to share this message. I need you to voicemail me at askdrberry.com. Let me know what's going on so that we can spread the word and get greater support for you and get more answers for you. See, we react with shock and horror. Oh my gosh, another school shooting. Oh my gosh, another four, five, 19, 23, 32 children dead. We may react with a little shock and horror about the results of state testing, particularly the black-white achievement gaps. But oh boy, did we scream and holler when they saw that the test scores of white children had dipped tremendously during COVID. Everyone was up in arms then. But black and brown children have had those gaps forever. We react with shock and horror, but we don't act to affect change. What happens in our schools to the children in our schools can make a difference in their lives, in their lifetime trajectories. It can cut it off completely as it does with the school shooting or it can create a life of low-paying jobs, of incarceration, of poor health, of earlier death. But if we do what we're supposed to do, if we understand, if we start calling out inequity, if we name it, we confront it, and we fix it, we can change the trajectories of our children's lives. So help me. Spread the word. Fight for this cause. 
and continue to join me every week. Send me your questions, your topics, your requests to AskDrBerry.com, and I'll answer those questions and bring you experts to help address those topics. As always, don't worry about the things you cannot change, but let's work our asses off to change the things we can no longer accept. I'll see you next time. That's it for today's episode of the 3E Podcast. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in a grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Dr. Barry herself. Be sure to head over to 3epodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Barry's gift. Then join us on the next episode.